guys, and welcome to the final day of the 12 Frantic Days of Christmas. So the plan, the original goal, I wanted to make a video that was the Game of the Year video. And that expanded to me like, hey, why not try to do this 12 video challenge for myself? And it, it, it worked to varying degrees. But we're not here to talk about that. I wanted to make a list of 10 games that I just absolutely loved from 2017. So I had a list, I wrote them all down from what I felt like is the game I liked the most to the one that I still really liked, but it may be my 10th best liked game, you know, ranking it by my personal opinion and how I feel about them. That is a hard thing to do. That's super hard. And then I had about six to seven other games sitting there, like, you know what? Let's make it a top 15. So 2017 was just so packed with so many amazing titles and so many amazing experiences that I didn't even get a chance to play all of them. So before I even go into my list, I have a little list of games that I didn't get a chance to actually play through. So these will not be on the list, but I feel like they have potential to have creaked their way into the list if I would have had time to actually play them. So I only have a few listed here. We got Mario and Rabbids, Hellblade, Sinoa's Sacrifice, Assassin's Creed Origin, Next Machina, Persona 5, and Yakuza 0. So all those games I have either owned or want to own. Oh, and then the other one would be Near Automata. That will not be on my list. I got about six to seven hours into that game and I am actually enjoying it a lot more than I did for the first four hours or three, three or four hours. I feel like that would probably have made it to the upper ranks on my list, unless something crazy happens, but I do like it. I feel like I'm nearing the first ending of that game, and I just hit the mic, so I, I look down like an idiot. This one's going to be a little more freeform video. Anyway, I got to a good part in that game, and I was like, okay, I kind of get what people are saying, but I don't have full thoughts and opinions on that game, so I can't put it on that. So those are the games that I think that would probably would have edged their way onto the top 15 if I would have beat them. So let's go ahead and jump into the list. We're going to start from 15 and we're count all the way up to one. And just know that every single one of these games I loved. I had a good time with every single one of these games. So especially when it gets to my like top six or seven, that order could probably change on a daily basis. I've changed it like four or five times. I love every single one of those games a lot. I could play them all right now. So it's just one of those years. It was just game, 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 game that I, ha I had a good time playing. I beat the most games that I've ever beat this year. Uh, some of these games I did not beat, but I did get close enough to the end to get a full opinion on the game. So let's go ahead and start a countdown here with number 15 which is, I have my little list here. I'm gonna keep staring at my phone. I apologize, I cannot remember the exact order unless I have something in front of my face. Anyway, we got number 15. <laughs> little Nightmares. This game was an experience. There's barely any, there's, I don't think there is any dialogue at all in this game. It's all about the atmosphere. It's a 2D side-scrolling game. 
you're on you're like this little kid and you're like you're dying and it's a uh, it's it's pretty like intense at times and uh, you're trying to get away from these giant like creepy and disturbing creatures it's a really great like holiday like I would say holiday I mean like Halloween game yeah uh, it kind of left me on the edge of my seat I felt like oh, 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 oh trying to get to the edge of different sections of the game um, I had a great time playing it and I actually got the special edition with like a little figure and I thought that was cool it's just a random thought but definitely one of those if you enjoy like a limbo or an inside st style game that's what it is it's a 2d has some puzzles in it uh, I got stuck a couple times but I really liked the game and I had a great time with it so let's roll all the way over to number 14 So you're probably going to see that little video clip I just played, and you're going to think, what, Shovel Knight? That didn't come out this year. I know this is kind of cheating a little bit, but the DLC came out called Spectre of Torment. And this DLC, I played it during my 24-hour Extra Life stream this year. I played the entire game. I was like, oh, I'm just going to try this out. No, I got hooked. I beat it on the stream. I played it for like six and a half hours out of the 24 hours. And it just grabbed me. It was so fun. The gameplay is just top-notch. It's a uh, it's Shovel Knight, but you're playing as Spectre Knight, and he has this attack where he can slash through items to do different platforming challenges. So say you're on the bottom platform and you want to get to a higher platform, and there's like maybe like a lamp or something there. You could do a diagonal slash upwards onto that top platform, and they play with this mechanic a lot. And some of the levels are super challenging, but it's a really rewarding game if you put the time in and you learn it. And it reminds me of like a Castlevania aesthetic, and it has just a great style, great music. It actually has a group, <coughs> excuse me, and it actually has an incredible story to it. Like the story actually grabbed me. In the end, I actually felt a little bit of emotion there. I, I kind of like you know choked up in the throat a little bit. I I recommend anybody who loves Shovel Knight. If you play Shovel Knight and you bought it like originally you should have this DLC automatically if you bought it on switch and you got the treasure trove edition you have this DLC automatically it is a totally brand new game six to seven hours for I'd say I'm a little bit above average platformer if you're a great platformer you probably could beat it in four or five hours I did get stuck a couple times but yeah that game blew me away the art and everything in it it was awesome let's roll our way to the lucky number 13. So, this game actually just came out, not even a, a few days ago. 
but I have been playing it. I played it a good amount this year, and I got a good feel for it. It is Player Unknown Battlegrounds, and I don't talk about it a lot. So some people that actually talk to me on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, probably wouldn't even realize that I like this game as much as I do. But I have my best friend Xevious. Meet him played that game a lot when it first came out. I would say we put maybe 10 to 15 hours. I know that doesn't sound like a lot for a lot of people who play that game all the time, but for me, that's a good amount of time. And this is the game that I watched the most this year. I watched Giant Bomb play this. I watched Waypoint play this. I watched random Twitch streamers play this. I watched the Cartridge Club 50 hour stream. I watched them play it. Uh, it was one of the most watched games for me this year. And that puts it into this the spot on my list. I had it at the end of my list, but then I thought about it like, man, I actually watched this game a lot and it's such a good game. It's, uh, if you don't know what Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is, I'll explain it real quick. We have 100 people on a map. You drop in. You can either play with one person, du duos, which is two people or four people. And you have to survive and be the last group or last solo player in the match. And then you win a uh, quote-unquote win winner, winner, chicken dinner. And uh, that's the game. And it's just really tense. It's one of those games that will make you feel so good when you get a kill. Like, there's an experience I had with my, my friend. We were uh, at the... There's like this circle that closes in. If you get outside the circle, you'll die. We were driving a car. I was driving the car. Uh, it was an ATV, and he's in the back with a shotgun. We run over two people and then jump out and blast like four people away because it was uh, two squads like right near each other. And then we're like, okay, let's get in the car, get in the car, get in the car. And we died at the, at the end of the little circle after we killed a couple people. It was... It was pretty intense. I guess I didn't explain it 100% really well. But anyway, player known battleground. That was my number 13. So that means we're gonna count up a little bit more to my number 12 game of the year. I don't believe in ghosts, but something always felt wrong about the house. Coming back, I finally know what it is. There's just too much of it. It's What Remains of Edith Finch. This game was really, really powerful. The story was incredible. I'm usually not one for the walking simulator, quote unquote, or first person experience, whatever you want to call it, type of game. Uh, I've played a few like Dear Esther and Gone Home. I liked Gone Home story, but it didn't blow me away as much as it blew other people away. This one, What Remains of Edith Finch, blew me away. The story goes in so many different places. You experience so many different styles of gameplay. I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything, just so you know. In this entire thing, I won't spoil anything uh, for any of these games. Just kind of general descriptions. But there's just so many emotional and powerful moments in this game. And the ending is really good. And I just loved it. From beginning to end, it was a fantastic experience it's recommended if you love a story in a video game give it a shot so we go over to my number 11 stranger things
number 11 is Splatoon 2. Splatoon 2 was one of those surprising games for me because I have a Wii U and I played the original Splatoon, but I never really got into it. I played it here and there. Mostly Sierra got into it and she would play it all the time. But for me, I got into the club like a little bit before this game came out and the cartridge club if you, if you don't know if you're just randomly watching this video but basically they're a group of people they get, get together to play games and I actually got to know a lot of the people in the cartridge club through this game so I had to include it on my list um, not for, not only that I played a lot of this game and I had a blast playing it probably probably not a crazy amount of hours probably around 20 hours or so but I just I just thought it was such a fun game. It's so fun. It's so kid friendly, so family friendly. Um, every time I popped it on and just looked at the colors and the, the music is just fun and bubbly and energetic and I just love Splatoon 2. I feel like I could hop in at any time even now if I wanted to. I've been focusing on other games but that doesn't mean that that game doesn't exist still and it's still just an incredible game. That takes us to my number 10. Destiny 2. So Destiny 2 I have kind of a weird relationship with. I got it on PlayStation 4 and I actually leveled my character all the way up to level 20 which was the cap at the time. I think it went up a little bit since the DLC came out. And I thought it was a cool game. It's a, such a fun idea for a game. It's a multiplayer experience and you're leveling up your character, getting better gear, then there's raids you can do, there's uh, these things called nightfalls and strikes you can do and it's just awesome I, I love the graphics of the game and the game plays so good the shooting is just perfect in my opinion um, and I love those loot grindy games where you level up your character get better gear get better gear get better gear get better gear experience new location get better gear it's just one of those games that I would consider more of a guilty pleasure game for me I would probably think it's maybe not like the best experience I've ever had. It's kind of, I, I knew what I was expecting when I went into it, but I had so much fun with it. I went ahead and sold my PlayStation 4 version and got it on Xbox so I could play with friends. So I'm currently, that's the game that I have been playing the most is Destiny 2 on my Xbox. So I just had such a good time with it and I'm still having a good time with it. It's just the gift that keeps on giving for me. Um, so yeah, Destiny 2, going on to our number Nine. Nine. Let's go get our disc. And some guns. And some guns. Sorry, mate. What took you so long? Had to catch a train, love. Uncharted The Lost Legacy. This one, I didn't really think was going to make my list as I was playing and after I beat it. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, man, that was such a good game. I am a huge, 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 huge Uncharted fanboy. I love Uncharted. It's one of my favorite series, especially in the new modern eras. Um, but yeah, 
I played through this game, and I feel like a couple of the Uncharted games, especially 2 and 4, they dragged them out. They had a lot of filler. The thing I liked about The Lost Legacy is, from the beginning, when you have Nadine and Chloe, which are two side characters that kind of have never interacted until now, they interact, and they actually have really good chemistry, and the acting's really good, the facial capture is really good, music's amazing, graphics amazing, what you would expect from Uncharted game, but it's just such an action-packed experience from the beginning to the end. And there's only one little nitpick I have, is they have this open world section that felt like it brought the game down just a little bit. If that open world section would, would move along a little faster for me, I feel like this would have been further along in my list. But, oh, and also you're probably thinking, this is DLC. It's not. It's in a standalone game. It came on a cartridge. I can actually see it in, my ref in the reflection of my camera right now behind me. Um, yeah, that game was, it kind of blew me away. It was just a lot of fun and it had told a concise beginning, middle, and end storyline and it was fun and I liked it a lot. And it's just a really great adventure and that final third act was just so action-packed and so intense that I could just not leave it off my list. So what number are we on? I already forgot. We're on number eight. So this is number eight. Uh-oh. Hat in time! Hat in time! Wow, my voice went really high there. I did not expect that. <laughs> uh, hat in time was so good, guys. Take your favorite GameCube... Uh, early PlayStation 2, platforming games, Psychonauts, uh, I'm, I have a review of it, you can watch it on my channel, I'll go a little bit more in detail than I will here, but Super Mario Sunshine is one of the biggest factors and one of the biggest things that they took for inspiration for this game. In Psychonauts, I could see the uh, double jumping abilities and stuff like that from Psychonauts and some of the imaginativeness from Psychonauts are in this game. Each entire, they have multiple worlds in this game, uh, and each world has its own style and its own gameplay, and that platforming action is so fun. And I've played this game twice, i played through it twice on PC already. Um, the reason I did is it's a little bit too short. If this game had a little bit more meat on it, it would probably be in my top three. Um, that's the only complaint I have with it, it's just a little too short, it's a little lacking. but coming from a Kickstarter background and um, I say it's a little lacking in time and uh, in time wow anyway coming from a Kickstarter background it's a successful Kickstarter game and they say they're adding more to the game my thought on this game just goes up the more I play it and that's what's hard about this list because this game could easily be in my top three but there were so many hard-hitting titles you know this year I just, it was a hard choice, but I made the choice and here it is. So we're going to go over to my number seven. Wow. It's actually moving along pretty fast. Number seven. Come and fucking get me, you fascist Nazi pig. And tonight we see you on the streets with a knife. 
but you still clenched fist fighting the powers that be, then you are one of us! Hell to the yeah, Wolfenstein 2. Dude, this game was so good. Oh my god, I loved every second of this game. Okay, I say that, but I love the story. The gameplay, this is what the reason why this game isn't a little bit higher on my list. See, these are the little nitpicky things that you have to do when you start making one of these lists of games you love a lot. You have to start making little dumb choices like this, but... I felt like the gameplay dragged at points, so for me, I had to say, okay, I have to bring it down a little bit because of the sections. There's probably like four to five times that I got stuck on sections that were just a little too BS in my opinion, but the story is just fucking great. It's one of the best games I've played in probably the past five years uh, from just a first-person shooter action standpoint like it's tied with doom for me and doom i was such in a high with doom last year basically bethesda's just been killing it man and id software just been killing it machine games has been killing it and wolfenstein 2 is so highly recommended by me if you love first-person shooters and you love an unexpected storyline this game goes places that i didn't expect and i was literally my jaw was just open i was just my jaw was on the ground like three or four maybe even five times in this game so wolfenstein 2 such a good game and it just gets better from here number six Cuphead. Oh my god, Cuphead, guys! Okay, Cuphead's one of those stories that it got announced, I don't know, 2013, 2014, and it just keep people kept talking about it, like, eh, it's not gonna be that good. It's just gonna be a, a cool art style. So it's like a 30s Fleischer animation style. And they turned it into, like, a Contra game. And then there's some shooter stages in there. It's just so, so good. I don't know how they did this, right? They have... So for every frame of animation in this game, there are 30 cells of animation, or no, it's 60, because it's 60 frames per second. So they put 60 frames of animation per second in this game. So if you look at how beautiful its graphics are, it's just so perfect, it's so buttery, butter, butterly, that's not a word, buttery smooth, and the platforming is so perfect, it's so good, and it's punishing, right? So you feel like, okay, I'm, it's, it's mostly a boss rush. You got bosses, you gotta go. You got an overworld, like, you know, what's a good example? So I, I I keep thinking of Chrono Trigger when I think of it. It's not exactly like that, but similar. You have an overworld where you go to different levels. You go to levels. I would say Super Mario 3, but Super Mario 3 is on a path. So, whatever. It's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. I haven't been able to say that recently. That's besides the point. You go to your levels. Uh, you have side-scrolling stages that are somewhat hard. I wouldn't say that they're the shining mo moments of this game, but the boss battles are 
uh, when they originally designed this game, it was just going to be a boss rush. You were just going to go from boss to boss to boss. But people complained, like, oh, we need some side-scrolling stages. But the bosses themselves have multiple phases they go through and transformations they go through. Some of the most wacky and just bizarre animation you're ever going to see in a game, let alone like a cartoon-style game. And the style is what really sets this off as just a beautiful game. And then the music is perfect. And the gameplay, like I said like four times already, just so good. You feel like it's going to push you and punish you and punish you, but once you beat that boss, it's such a great feeling because you learn from all those deaths. And the bosses are only like three minutes long, but you'll spend like 30 to 45, maybe an hour or more on a bus, on a bus, on a boss learning all the different ins and outs of it. It's just one of those games that it's going to go down as one of my favorites, and I would love to pick it back up and just play a boss anytime. That's Cuphead for you guys. Like I said, it's just going to keep on getting better from here. Number five. leaning against my shelf there number five we got sonic mania <laughs> sonic mania is one of those games that have i've been wanting for so long right i've been a sonic fan for years i played sonic one through three and all that stuff as a kid and for years and years and years we've always wanted just a throwback sonic game that modernizes it and this is exactly what it is I've played this game twice too, <laughs> so yeah, that shows how much I like it. Um, I played it through with Sonic and Tails, and then I played it again with Knuckles. This game is just pure Sonic goodness. So take everything you like from Sonic, and some of the things you don't like, but I forgive those things because it makes it feel more authentic to classic Sonic. There's a little, little bit of nitpicky things, like if you, okay, let's just say there's two acts per level. If you go to the end of Act 2 and you die, you have to start both acts over again. And that can get repetitive if you die with some random death that you didn't really mean to do. But it had that classic feel to it, so I forgave it. A lot of fun, though. A lot of fun. I love the boss battles. There's so many surprises in there. I don't want to give anything away. But if you're a Sonic fan, if you're a Sega fan, Sonic Mania is a must-play. And I hope they do a sequel. I really, really do. Sonic Mania... Man, I want to play it right now. <laughs> Just talking about it. So, so good. So, so freaking good. Man, are we already on my top four? This is flying by. Top four, guys. We're on my number four. Number four, and this is really high on my list, and I'm sure it might surprise a few people. Number four is Night in the Woods. This game 
came out early in the year. I think it came out February or March. But the it's a side-scrolling game, and it's a story-based game too. There's no spoken dialogue. There's just like uh, background music that's really nice, and and um, so you go to different part people in the town, and you can do different mini games based on the characters and stuff. But that's not the central focus of the story. I thought the story is what pushed it up there, and I always keep thinking about this game. Uh, it's just one of those that stuck with me, and um, I actually started tearing up a couple of times because this game gets really, really emotional. I got really invested in the characters, and it just means a lot to me. This is one of those games I will play for years and years to come, and that's why it's so high on my list. I, I cannot speak higher for this game for me, because I grew up in a small town, if you didn't know. Uh, and this game just shows, you know, small town people having everyday situations and then some crazy stuff happens. And you learn about these characters. You learn to love every single character in this game. And you can tell the people that made this game loved their characters and loved their story. And it comes through with the dialogue. The dialogue feels real. It feels like actual people talking to each other. And, uh, the art style is cool. I love the art style. It's kind of like, almost looks like cutout paper-ish? I can't really describe it. Just look it up. Look at some of the gameplay. I might, I might have some playing right now. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but the gameplay is simple, but the story is what really shines. And the character development, the characters, they feel like real lived-in characters that have background, that have uh, motivation, and have different... Uh, personality and you actually feel it as you play and I just remember all these characters like I would remember my friends back home and this game had a really lasting effect on me and I cannot wait to play wait to play it again because they came out with the director's cut this year so next year I'll probably be playing it again with the director cut director's cut footage so and this is this is probably why I didn't get to some of these other games because I play some of these games twice because I like them so much but you know it's not about, I'm not, this is not really my job. I do this for fun, this, these videos and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? If I want to play this game again, screw it. I'm playing it again. <laughs> so uh, it looks like we're on our top three. Wow. Let's do it. The massacre was only the beginning. Who did this to us? Who attacked the tribe? All we can do is pray to the goddess. No. Praying won't save us. We have to find the killers. So you will have to leave the sacred land. Where the trail leads, I will go. Whew. This one was a hard choice. So, my top three, I could shuffle them around 5,000 times. And I would still love them just as much. But this is the list I feel like the most comfortable putting out there. And the most uh, uh, set on. The most, uh, I, I don't know what to say. It's like a gnat or something in my face. Anyway, number three we got Horizon Zero Dawn. I can't stay on topic during this video at all, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn, okay? And it's going to be obvious what my top two are, but I'm not going to say it right now. You guys probably already guessed. 
but whatever. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn is an open world action adventure game. Uh, the reason why I like this game so much is there's so many things actually. Uh, the gameplay for me, just for my personal preference, is the style of game I like. It's super action-packed. Uh, you have to learn how to take take uh, out these creatures, these giant mechanical creatures. The setting is just so... I just love the setting. So it's post-apocalyptic, post so it's after apocalypse has happened and people have developed a new society. But the machines have taken over the world, so there are these machines that are getting corrupted. Like uh, these normal ammo that will probably won't hurt people at all that are getting corrupted, you have to actually uncorrupt them, and you know, kill them. And then there's a storyline about, like, this native society in the future. It just has so many layers, so much depth to it. And there's all these little audio logs and all this stuff throughout the environments that I just love to, like, peek into, read all these journals, read all these entries, listen to all these audio logs to learn more about this world. This world's so unique that it, that's, that's what probably pushed it over the line for me for being so high on my list because there is no game that I've ever played that was like this. And you could say, okay, you climb towers, quote unquote, okay, it's an open world game. But the setting, the gameplay, like the mechanics themselves, the crafting different traps and destroying these monsters is way different than most open world games. Um, the character, uh, the different characters, especially the main character, Aloy, you become familiar with them you, you learn them you learn their motivations you become uh, you start to love them after a while you're like man these characters are so cool you know and I love the idea that you go deep into the mines that are like electronic and stuff it's super cool and you can uh, learn how to take over different creatures that are like uh, motorized like because all the creatures are motorized except for like some smaller mammals and stuff um, and you can start riding them and they can start helping you in battle and stuff. It's just there's so much to this game And I spent so many hours in it and it, I just have so many fond experiences playing this game So that's why it's my number three So we're gonna go into my number two Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Ah, oh, I have a lot to say about this game so this game compared to Horizon I was going back and forth on them so many times I'm like okay delete Horizon put Zelda there put delete Zelda put Horizon there but I decided Zelda was a little bit I would say probably a significant amount above Horizon just because of how unique it is it's one of those games and one of those you have to experience for yourself and everybody's experience is going to be different because it is one of the you take the word open world game you kind of know what to expect okay there's gonna be markers on your map you go here 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 that's kind of how horizon plays but it has some uh different options and i don't want to go into that we already talked about that game but when it comes to zelda 
Okay, you start on a plateau, and it's kind of like a tutorial area. You learn every single char character. You learn every single power that Zelda, uh, I almost said Zelda, that Link. Okay, let me slow my roll, because I'm stuttering over my words here. <laughs> you learn all the different powers Link has. He has a freeze, uh, different, uh, uh, God, I can't talk. <laughs> he has a freeze mechanic. He has a magnetic mechanic. He move metal objects. And then you learn that when you go into shrines, that you get uh, <clears throat> that defeating shrines is part of the mission. And then you go off the platform plateau, and you can go in any direction you want. So what happened to me is I went off the plateau. I'm like, I'm gonna go this way. Dead. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna go this way. Okay. I'm surviving a little bit more. Oh, what is that thing? What? What the hell? <laughs> it's just one of those games that you don't know what's gonna happen. And exploring the world is just half of the fun. Um, going to these different shrines, there's so many different shrines, there's so many different uh, puzzle mechanics, and I love puzzle games, it's one of my favorite genres. And it's like a puzzle game with an open world game with an action-adventure game. Uh, the things that did bug me a little is the weapon, weapon uh, destruction and stuff. That bugged me, but I forgave it because the rest of the game was so well told uh the story was really really good and i want to tell you guys i didn't beat this game okay okay so you're like oh you're number two you didn't beat yeah but i put so many hours into this game i put like 45 hours into this game and that's a lot and i experienced so much in this game i keep saying this game uh i experienced so much when i was playing that i know that this game will be one of those that keeps on giving to me when i want to pop into that world and just be in that world for a while because it's so beautiful the graphics are stunning um i just love breath of the wild guys and that's an obvious thing that's gonna win so many game of the years awards this year and it deserves it uh it, it took a a formula that we all know and love and it's expanded it so much it expanded it more than anybody could have thought you could climb anything you could go anywhere you could talk to anybody you can there's so many secrets too. The Korok Seed, there's 999 or whatever. And then they have that DLC that just came out where you can freaking get a motorcycle. What? It's freaking ridiculous. Breath of the Wild. Definitely, if you have a Switch, or if you plan to get a Switch, you need to pick up that game. 100%. Even if you have a Wii U, pick it up on your Wii U and play it. That game is, you cannot miss that game. Breath of the Wild, my number two slot. So. We're gonna go over to my number one pick for 2017.
Super Mario Odyssey, guys. That's an obvious choice for me. How much I talk about Mario. It's my it's pretty much my favorite series. Um and that does take my opinion and uh you know, it's kind of biased. This this whole list is biased. I love Mario. They took every convention you could you could think of from any 3D and any 2D Mario. They turned it on its head and they made it all new. Uh, they have so many different worlds, and then the, of course there's a capture mechanic. You throw your cap on stuff, and you become that thing. And they do so many unique things with that. Uh, there were so many times when I playing this, was playing this game that I was just just smiling. And this game just puts so much joy into my life. Especially when I'm down, like sometimes I get down, right? I pop in Mario and I play that game, I'm instantly smiling and having a good time. That is something you cannot say for some games. And it's just, a, I would just say it's a video game-ass video game. There's not much uh, layers to it. Uh, the story does do some cool stuff near the end. There's some cool stuff there. I'm not going to go into it. There's some stuff that I was like, holy crap, if it's, it's nostalgic as fuck. Oh yeah, okay, this is cool, and I, I was kind of blown, blown away by, but the game, all in all, in all especially New Donk City, like I said, the ending, uh, turning into a T-Rex, come on, there's so many cool things about this game, um, I could go on and on and on and on and on, but let's just say Super Mario Odyssey for me, for this year, for my moods this year, is this one is this the game I've been looking for the game I've been wanting so much and then it delivered on everything I wanted and then and then some and there's just so many silly moments in there and it just makes me happy and that's really why I play video games so Super Mario Odyssey is just so good and it's my game of the year so <sighs> damn I've been talking for a while but yeah Super Mario Odyssey Probably system seller for the Switch anyway. Like, if you don't get Zelda, get, get Mario. But, I would be playing that game probably for the next three or four years. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe, uh, I say that, but I know one day I'm gonna sit there and binge. There's so much to find. There's so many things to do. And, I love it. Game of the Year, 2017. I hope you guys enjoyed this little bit long-winded episode, but, or episode, or video that I made. But I figured I would do something really nice to round out my year, to round out this video, 12 Friday Days of Christmas, little vent I made. Uh, so I would do my game of the year. Um, I will leave the entire list. Actually, I won't put it in the description. I'll put the list on the screen right now. You can pause it, whatever. And if you guys agree, disagree, let me know. What are your game of the years? What are your top three? What's your top five? Let me know. I would love to read some lists. I love Game of the Year. I look forward to Game of the Year all year because I love seeing what people think and I love to talk about games that we all had a good time with. So, this is the first time I'm making a video like this, but I want to make it a yearly thing. So, if you guys like this, if you have suggestions for future years, let me know. And I hope you guys like 12 Friday Days of Christmas. If you didn't watch some of the videos, that's fine. Some of them were long. But go back to the backlog the last uh, 12 days and pick a couple and watch them and let me know how you guys feel. And if, the, if you think I could do that in the future, if you want me to do that in the future, I'll do it again. I liked it. Uh, it took up a lot of my last couple weeks, but it was a blast. But as always, you guys have a fantastic holiday. Merry Christmas. This video comes out on Christmas, so Merry Christmas. 
go see your family and have a fantastic new year. I will see you then. Bye. That was weird. Bye. <laughs>